Hello and welcome to our first year of Mattress and Stories podcast. I'm your host, Molly Vassabertolucci. I'm a licensed therapist and a maternal mental health specialist. I'm a mother of two on a parenthood learning journey, just like you. On this podcast, I talk with moms about their first year of motherhood and all of the joys, challenges, and surprises that come along with it. We share a lot of information and resources here, but this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a mental health professional. I'm really excited to share this conversation with you. Thanks for being here with me. Today, I'm talking with Melissa about her first year as a young mother of twins. Melissa was so generous in sharing her story and some of the challenges she faced in that first year, including managing extreme sleep deprivation and issues with her own health that increased her anxiety postpartum. She also shares some great insight on keeping your marriage or partnership strong through what she called the hardest year of her life. Thanks so much for joining us today, Melissa. Yeah, thanks for having me. Tell us about yourself and your family. All right. Um, my name is Melissa, and I am married to my husband, Britt, and we have twin daughters, Harper and Emma, that are seven. What three words would you use to describe your first year of motherhood? Okay. Three words. Um, definitely overwhelming, mm-hmm. um, exciting, and wonderful. What was the model in your head of motherhood? What did you think that your first year of motherhood would be like? <laughs> I feel like my ideas of motherhood um, weren't even necessarily shaped by my family's ideas, but from what I saw of friends. And um, I always think about Britt and I always say there's this couple that is our neighborhood that we just looked up to so much and we wanted to parent just like they did. Mm -hmm. And um, they seemed to, they both worked full time. They seemed like they had really good balance. They, um, it appeared that they didn't, you know, let their kid rule their schedule at the time. So we, you know, they would, he would take them out and he would always be around and just like the easiest, chillest kid and the chillest parents. And we always thought that's going to be us. Was that you? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> so the expectation did not match your reality. No, 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 no. <laughs> our girls took over our entire life. <laughs> yes. So tell me more about that. What did that look like? Okay. Um, Well, I think just the nature of having twins made it so that they had to be on a schedule. So um, from pretty early on, they were on a strict schedule and um, with feeding, um, we can get into this more, but breastfeeding was a huge um, deal. So when they were little, 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 our lives revolved around their eating. So it was just 24 seven, their eating. And then um, once we got to the point where they could sleep train, um, it was then revolving around their nap schedule mm. and bedtime. Mm. Yeah, I imagine with twins, it's like as soon as you finish a task, like feeding or getting them down for a nap, it's time to start a task for the other one or start over. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and we remember just thinking when we would like change their diaper and get them dressed, like, wow, some people would just be done. (laughs) So you mentioned feeding and sleeping, two Mm -hmm. of the big challenges in the first year. How did you feed your babies? Um, So they were born at 37 weeks, but so they were full term. Um, 
but they were very little. So they needed to stay in the NICU just for a night for observation. Mm -hmm. Um, Emma was four pounds, 10 ounces. Harper was five pounds, two ounces. So they were just little. Um, So they started out just on the bottle and with formula. And I um, was having a hard time recovering from the Mm C-section. The anesthesia didn't wear off very well or very mm-hmm. as quickly as it should have. So I was stuck in my recovery room and I didn't get to see them for like 12 hours, mm-hmm. which I think shaped our breastfeeding and um, made that a little bit harder because they were given bottles the first 24 hours. Mm-hmm. That sounds, that sounds like it's really difficult being away from them and your own physical recovery and then jumping right into caring for them and learning how to breastfeed. What was that like for you? Yeah. In the moment I, I think I I had a lot of anxiety while I was pregnant with Mm -hmm. them. And then when they were born, I had more anxiety and intrusive thoughts of, are they okay? Mm -hmm. And um, in the moment, I wasn't upset that I wasn't seeing them because in my head, I was thinking, well, they're well taken care of. Mm -hmm. They're fine. I'm recovering. They're fine. And I think that my anxiety kind of made it hard to attach to them right away Mm -hmm. because I was just wanted them to be okay. And I was doubting myself that I could be the best caretaker for them in that moment. Mm -hmm. So in that time, I, I didn't really feel anything, but after I'd say once we got home and got settled, I started feeling a lot of guilt for that. And I started Mm -hmm. feeling, you know, like you've just read so much, like, did I mess them up long-term? Are they going to have anxiety or attachment issues? You know, you just read everything and just start regretting it. Although there was nothing I could have done in hindsight in that moment. Um, but yeah. Yeah, totally. You hit on so many of the things that moms experience, like feeling guilty, feeling so much anxiety and worry about like you have these brand new babies that are completely under your care. And especially mm-hmm. I hear this from NICU parents of, okay, they're well taken care of. They have all these professionals around them you know, whether it's a day in the NICU or months in the NICU, mm-hmm. you take them home and all of a sudden you're the one who's responsible for them. And especially with your first, I mean, I only have the two, but when mm-hmm. it's your first, you just don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then tell me more about sleep. So when Harper and Emma were six months old, my husband and I had not slept more than 45 consecutive minutes. Just like so tired. <laughs> I even think there's a word for it. <laughs> Just doing like dumb stuff to the point where it wasn't safe. Like my husband um, getting in like a fender bender. I remember I went to go do laundry and I started the dryer three times and there was no clothes in it. And that's when we realized we have to do something. Mm -hmm. Um, So we did do uh, sleep training. So we hired a sleep consultant. It was a virtual one. And she put together a sleep plan for us. And, um, with one of our twins, it was so easy, and she was sleeping through the night within a day and was fine. The other one uh, just did not have as easy of a time, and there was a lot of crying on all ends, and it was challenging. Yeah. Um, but eventually, she got it. I think it just took a couple weeks, and then, um, and then, and also, you know, there's so much guilt as a mom. I felt very guilty for doing sleep training, but also we need to take care of ourselves because we were not safe to take care of baby. And we were just so tired. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's one of those issues that can be really, um, 
really polarizing, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of thoughts on both sides. And I love what you said. It's just doing the best thing for your family. Mm -hmm. And that includes you and your husband and and being able to be safe. Yeah. And to be honest too, we were not 100% on the same page every night when Harper was screaming and crying. I wanted to just go consult her immediately. And my husband didn't want to do that right away. So that was always just another layer of stress mm. added to it. Um, but, you know, we eventually got on the same page and it all worked out. It always gets better. So, Melissa, you're an educator. And at this time, you were teaching. What was it like for you to go back to work? Yeah, that was a time of, it was confusing um, when they were, I didn't go back until they were seven months, which I'm so grateful for that time. But when I did go back, I kind of felt an identity shift mm-hmm. of, I didn't really feel like I belonged at work and um, I just wanted to be home, but I needed to be at work. So it was very confusing, but then it was also really hard to get back in the swing of it, adding pumping and all of that. Um, so yeah, that was challenging. I ended up going part-time and I'm very grateful for that time, but for anybody who that's not an option for it's just it's a really hard thing to have to leave your babies in the care of somebody else and trust them and um yeah yeah what did you do for child care so we hired a babysitter for that time and it helped with their sleep schedule and their feeding schedule so that was the best thing in that moment I probably if I were to do it again would put them in some sort of child care facility they started that when they were two and a half and it was just so nice to have something so dependable so Mm -hmm. safe so if I were to do it again I probably would have gone that route but in the time we just had a nanny which gets very expensive and you know comes with its own set of issues but we were grateful to have her for as long as we did Mm -hmm. Yeah, so many challenges, so many different feelings that can come up about going back to work. I love how you talked about the identity shift and almost almost like struggling with knowing where you fit. Yes. Right? Like you leave work on leave as one person, you come back and your whole world is turned upside down mm-hmm. and your identity and also you are dealing with all of these practical challenges of like not getting sleep and feeding your your babies and all this stuff that moms are taking on on top of mm-hmm. working and trying to figure out how to go back to work. Yeah, definitely. How did your idea of self-care shift during that first year? I really don't think I had any focus on self-care during that first year. I think the the best part of self-care I could do was going on walks. Mm. So I think before I thought of self-care as like getting my nails done and getting a facial and then all of a sudden you don't really have time for that. It's just not an option anymore. So um, exercise, moving my body, doing yoga, going on walks. I think that was the kind of how that shifted. What emotions or feelings come up for you when you think about that first year, what it was like for you? Okay. So kind of back to the, when you asked the first words that would describe it, I it was the most wonderful, joyful, like soul filling time where you're just filled with so much joy, but in the same time, so much fear and anxiety and feeling overwhelmed. And it's confusing because you feel it all at the same time. And then you feel guilty for feeling the negative feelings. And then, um, yeah, so 
Does that make sense? Absolutely. All of it. Yes, <laughs> all of it and all at the same time. Yeah, yes. So you mentioned um, a lot of anxiety. Can you mm-hmm. talk a little bit more about that? what that was like for you that first year, feeling anxious? Yeah. Um, so when Harper and Emma were two weeks old, I um, got diagnosed with melanoma, and it was stage one and um, really medically you know, scary, but the best case scenario, but it brought on a lot of medical anxiety for me. Mm. And throughout that year, I think that kind of shaped, um, the intrusive thoughts I had and in my times of feeling extremely overwhelmed, that would, is what I kept coming back to. And it became, um, very overwhelming. Um, so I also that first, so the first two weeks I um, had got diagnosed melanoma and then I also lost my grandpa mm-hmm. um, who I was very close with. So I think those two traumatic situations right after giving birth to twins and going through all the other hormones just made my recovery so much harder. It was much more complex. I was dealing with postpartum, anxiety, medical situations, um, so that, that was definitely a challenge for beyond the first year. I'd say the first two years was overwhelming. Yeah, absolutely. And what kind of support did you have or who did you have to kind of rely on during that time? Yeah, we have a lot of family close by, which is helpful. But I think during those dark times when it was just the most hard, we, I had such a solid group of mom friends that had babies the exact same age and it was so helpful having them, um, especially when I was out on maternity leave and I had another good friend who was out on maternity leave at the same time and she would come over like three days a week and we would walk to Starbucks and get a coffee and just having that time to bond with somebody else who is in the throes of it is so, so helpful. What makes you feel proud about your first year as a mother? Hmm. I, that was one of the hardest years of my life. And I think just, um, getting, getting through (laughs) sounds tough, but just making it through and, you know, I mean, my girls are great and they're thriving and, um, just, but for myself, just mentally, um, trying to find a balance and really having to hit my anxiety head on and deal with it. You know, we all have bits of anxiety, but once you, have a child I think everybody every mother has a little bit more than they had before yeah getting through getting through so what was it what did it look like for you to take your anxiety head on how did you address anxiety and how did you find some relief from that so the first thing I did um, when I really realized that my anxiety was more than just typical mom anxiety is I started going to therapy I found a therapist close to our house that I would walk to. Um, She was wonderful. I'm so grateful that I found that because I know it's hard to find somebody who understands. And um, she was just the perfect fit for me at that time. And uh, we did, she did EMDR with me. Did that help me? Yes, it did. But I think more than that was just talking through how I was feeling and figuring out how to, move forward yeah yeah my own and not and not get so stuck in my thoughts so some practical um tips she gave me that really helped was just doing a lot of journaling and uh, understanding my anxiety better 
Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. Something that you and I have in common is that we are both allergy moms. So one of your twins has pretty severe allergies that she was diagnosed with in the first year. Mm -hmm. What was that like? Yeah. It's funny you bring that up because I forgot. (laughs) Yeah, that did happen. It's also in the mix. Yeah. It's really hard. (laughs) Um, So when Emma was six months old, I gave her green beans for the first time, which I had made in my house. And she, her first food, she broke out in widespread hives and swelling and um, yeah, just really how in the world could she be allergic to green beans? And then after that, every time that I fed her, she would break into hives. So there was like three months where she was just covered in hives. Her eczema started. She was always having an allergic reaction. So Benadryl constantly. And there was a lot of fear around what the heck is happening to her. We can't figure it out. So finally, after lots of blood work and testing, she came out allergic to eggs and tree nuts. But the egg was the most significant and she started reacting so heavily to cross-contamination. So that's why she had broken out from the green beans because it was a shared pan. And that also complicated breastfeeding because I couldn't eat a lot of things. And then Mm. I had to then also figure out, like you think of eggs as just eggs, which sounds so dumb now that I've been through this food allergy thing for so long, but I didn't think about mayonnaise or bread or cupcakes and So that was a long road to figure that out. And during that time too, I switched her to formula for a little while just because we couldn't figure it out and she wasn't reacting to that. So that was hard, lots of testing and then finally figuring it out. But it added another layer of feeling isolated because we couldn't go to people's houses anymore because she would break out in hives so easily and... Um, her allergies eventually got pretty bad where it was even airborne and it was affecting her breathing. And so it was, it was isolating for sure Mm. during that first year. Mm. Is there a moment or a period of time that really stands out to you about that first year looking back? There is one time as I was thinking, because at this point in my life, I mean, it it was almost eight years ago, this, this first year, my girls are going to be eight pretty soon. So it was a long time ago. And I was thinking back to that time. I have a couple just very distinct memories. I have one memory where the girls were about two months old and they both just could not stop crying. They were both just screaming and wailing. And there was, I was, you know, trying to feed them, but I was having a hard time tandem feeding them. And I remember I, and my grandpa had just passed away. And I remember um, just feeling so overwhelmed and, I took them both and I just walked outside and um, there was this rose rose bush that my grandpa's sister had and he loved it so much. And I just stood there and stared at the rose bush and I was crying and they were crying. And I was just thinking like, how the heck am I going to do this? And I just had this like overwhelming sense of like peace and like, I'm going to be okay. This is going to be okay. It's going to get better. <laughs> and I'll just never forget that moment of just looking at that rose bush and holding them and just feeling like, okay, this is okay. You were managing all of this with twins, managing sleep, allergies, your health, Mm -hmm. your anxiety, all of these things this first year. What was that like for your relationship with your husband? What were some of the challenges that came up for you both? Yeah, um, he was very supportive during this whole time. I think for him personally, it was a shift 
And I, I do feel for him during that time because there's so much focus on the moms, obviously, but he also had to figure out how to work full time from new back to work when the girls were um, six days old because he did sales and he was 100% commission at the time. So he was just straight back to his normal work hours, traveling, and then also not sleeping and then dealing with me. That was sometimes a little bit of a basket case and trying to, you know, make me feel better and then, um, you know, still care for himself. So I do think that that first year could have really caused a lot of issues and it didn't, it did bring us closer together in the end. There was some hard times, but, you know, I think the hardest part is just not letting the little stuff become the big stuff. So, because you're just, we were just so tired and constantly nitpicking and, you know, snapping at each other for the littlest things, especially in the middle of the night, like one would get up, he would get up to go warm the bottles and I would get, you know, some snap him for something dumb. So, um, figuring out how to communicate, I think was huge. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall we, I, I think it definitely did make us stronger, but it easily could have torn us apart easily. I could see how, how taxing it could be mm. on a marriage. Um, when you think back on that first year, what are some of the best memories that you, that you have? Mm. That's a great question. I watching my girls become who they are and who they are now. It's incredible. They just cut, you know, just like all the milestones, like watching them, learn to sit and walk and run and communicate in their own way it was just the most incredible thing. So that was definitely by far my best memory. Mm -hmm. Tell me about your girl's first birthday. Yeah. So it's funny because I, it was a long time ago. <laughs> like, what the heck did we do on their first birthday? Remember their second birthday? <laughs> Um, I do remember that we had a big party. I don't remember if it was actually on their birthday, mm. but uh, we did have a huge party and invited like everybody. And it was such a important um, celebration for Britt and I for getting through that first year. Like, wow, look at what we've done. Look at this. Like we made it a whole year. And then after that first year, life got so much easier mm. and it was a huge accomplishment and a huge shift personally. And it's also a little bit sad in a way. It's like, oh man, that's over. It was really hard. I'm glad it's over, but it's all, you know, they're just getting older and older. What words of encouragement or wisdom do you have for moms who are in it right now? Um, my words of wisdom are just to find a community, find a support system and know that it's okay. And it's going to get easier. I agree. The support system is mm -hmm. invaluable. Yeah. Where could people find you to connect if they have questions for you about being a twin mom or just oh, want to connect? Well, DM Molly and then she can give you my contact information. Cool. And we can put your, your Instagram in the show notes too. Perfect. Thank you so much for sharing a part of your story with us, Melissa, and, and being so vulnerable and open about what the first year was like for you. I'm sure there are many, many mothers who can relate to some of what you talked about today. So thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. 
I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. If you loved this episode, please share it with a friend or review it and subscribe to the podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes for links and information about any resources we mentioned in this episode. Thank you for listening.